0: Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Slightly Stuffed Up, Richard
1: Polly, and joining me today is Ben Hibbert. Hello there. Hello. Um, I see that one coming. I actually thought I was about to do it, so I was literally just about to start. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you want to do it? No, sorry. Carry
0: on, mate. I'm bunged up with a cold. I don't have to Um, worry
1: about my microphone dying then.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Also joining me is the biggest, bestest boy, Liam Baker.
1: Not after
2: Saturday. I'm the worstest boy.
0: Definitely, but we'll come to that later. You big loser. <laughs> um... oh, I suck. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Ben lost one game, and it was against you, so you can you can ha- have some solace in that. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Um, and We're then also...
1: considerably better than him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that producer Tim is going to chip in at some point today. Good evening, Tim. Good evening. Uh, and also joining us is a special guest all the way from uh, Italy. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to try and get it right now, uh, Buonasera. It's people. Yeah, that's
3: fantastic. Hello, how are you, everyone? Yes, um, <laughs> Rich, that was fantastic. One oh, of the best pronunciation you. I've ever
0: heard. The best on... pronunciation you've ever heard by a non-Italian.
3: Absolutely, yes. And I've okay. uh, my fair share of non-Italians trying to what? say Buonasera.
0: What you have to remember that is that while I was saying it, I was also doing the hand. Oh, fantastic.
3: <laughs>
0: that, that helped with the pronunciation.
2: That's what I do when I say uh, buongiorno. Everyone thinks I'm pure fluent Italian when I do that.
0: Yeah, that was the mistake I made before you jumped on. I said buongiorno and they scoffed and mocked me for being an idiot because that means good morning, but we're recording in the <laughs> evening, you see. So.
3: It's okay, it's okay. As I said, we're not formal about Time zones, or time in general, or
0: and, and when three, people listen to this, they'll be like, oh, "Why are they saying good evening to him? It's nine in the morning. I'm driving to work. What's going on?" So okay,
3: okay. scratch everything back from the start. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. What's what's just hello? Hola. Oh, <laughs> no it's that much manage.
3: easier. It's much easier and also comprehended by our German listeners.
0: Ciao. <laughs> ciao. Ciao just bene. Ciao. Ciao, belli. Grazie. Prego. You know, that's all of my italian done that's it that's all i know Fantastic.
3: i mean you're ready to move here oh, <laughs> that's enough to survive either <laughs> in italy in general or at the next wing tournament in italy. So you're
1: yeah focus is also focus
0: in italian so it's a, or it might be yeah. focasta or something but you know i don't know anyway. Anyway, thank, anyway, anyway.
3: Thank you guys for having me here yet again, oh, exactly oh, one year after the last.
0: Exactly. What, oh my goodness. My goodness. Tight time flies when you're having fun. Hey, um, right. We've got a lot to talk about, actually. So, uh, Piffle's here to talk about something very specific that we kind of maybe didn't spoiler, but kind of like micro teased a couple of weeks ago um so we'll come on to that in just a minute i just want to hit some beats on the sith taker open before we do that um so we sold out two days ago um we currently have 102 players um set to come to uh manchester at the end of next month at the end of february um so we're really looking forward to that we're really hyped we've been back in touch with Kogatu to increase the participation prizes again um but we don't have to do that anymore because we are now full um, we're at the capacity of what we are allowed to take um we've got the Um, Waiting list up and running If you wanted to get a ticket And you're listening to this And you haven't got one And you want one Then please drop me a message And I will try and play matchmaker To people who uh, drop tickets uh, For whatever reason Or are not able to attend Um, Just fair warning The waiting list at time of recording Is already at six people Um, So Uh, if you're wanting to join on the waiting list now i wouldn't hold your breath unless you live around the corner and you can pop in on the morning and see if somebody hasn't shown up on the day um but yeah um if you similarly if you have a ticket and you're not going to attend please let us know um refunds are closed from the store so the only way that you can get your money back is by moving the ticket onto somebody else which we can facilitate so please do um get in touch with us if you suddenly can't come and you want to attend um that's that the The other thing about the Sith taker open, again, we mentioned it at the end of last episode, um is if you are coming and you've got a drawer full of old promotional stuff or third-party tokens or stuff that you no longer use and you don't mind basically donating them to be sprinkled around the community like Magic Fairy Dust as a result of the bounties at the event, then please feel free to bring them along. Um, Do or don't, um, we've got plenty. Um, We'd like to have more, but um, there's absolutely no pressure on people to come along and do it. It's just, you know, if you've got bags of third-party focus tokens that you never, ever use and you think somebody who's just started the game might get value from them, um, then it'd be cool if you could bring them. But yeah, so that's that. So that's the Ticker open. I'm not going to talk about it really anymore until we're about to start kind of the last couple of weeks before as we're prepping into it and diving hard into it. So um, I'm going to move us along to PFO. You're here yes, to here. shamelessly shill or something that you're running back once Um, again
3: it's it's my yearly shilling and plugging for 2023 (laughs) so um as you dear listeners might know or not know uh together with a bunch of other players i've been running the xtc the x-wing team championship since uh 2019 onward Uh, i'm not gonna reiterate on the few tough years we had game and events wise because we all know the reasons but i'm here to very happily tell you that we have had the chance to offer you an in-person team event in the usual summertime frame wait
0: wait that... stop one second in-person team event
3: in person team event oh
0: Okay. Right. Be still, be still, my beating heart. Carry on.
3: Yes, I'll carry on. I'll carry on. I'll try to be as professional as I am excited in this very moment. So, long story short, um, XTC originally was running with the ETC, the European Team Championship. That was actually a worldwide competition, so the whole naming convention was a bit weird to me. But, anyways. Um, the two organization parted ways in, uh, 2019 when we all played in, um, Poland after the Zagreb event, Uh what happened is that the ETC as a whole actually later on disbanded and, uh, some former components of that organization have come up with something called WTC mainly for Warhammer 40K. What is the WTC? It's a World Team Championship, basically. Uh, This year, Tom and Izik from the organization asked the XTC if we wanted to join to their already planned and already organized event with some sort of team event for X-Wing. Honestly, this opportunity sort of came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. But given the the hunger for team events and the will of people, like people wants to play, we said, okay, let's let's give it a shot. Let's have an XTC like event in Belgium this summer. Um, to be more precise, the time frame is the I think second weekend of August. Sorry, the second week of August, starting from August eighth to August 13th with the X-Wing event taking the slot of Friday to Sunday. Uh, following the formula of previous in team events, there's gonna be a single play event on Friday followed by two days of team play. Okay,
0: so let me just get this right. The second week of August, starting on Tuesday the eighth and running to Sunday the thirteenth, is exactly. when the WTC is happening, and it's in Belgium. Yes. It's um. But in X-wing, if you just want to go for X-wing and you don't want to play any of those other rubbish games that involve <laughs> gluing and painting and and six-sided <laughs> dice and all that kind of stuff, for example, um, that's that stuff Tim used to play uh, quite seriously. Um the x-wing starts on i'm looking at a calendar the 11th of august the friday and that is and the team championship runs for three days the 11th to the 13th so i guess like two days of swiss and then a final on Um,
3: no not exactly the first day the friday is going to be a classic warm-up single event so free for all everyone plays for himself while uh, following the same formula as uh, the last XTC in person, Saturday and Sunday, there's going to be the team event.
0: Okay. Okay. So, have you figured out the format for the team event yet? Or is that still work in progress?
3: It's still a work in progress. We have some details to define, but I can give you you know, some rough guidance on it. Yeah, sure. As I said, it's going to be an XTC-like event. Therefore, we're going to have teams uh, supposedly composed of five players, including a captain or rather five players plus a non-playing captain in charge of you know, directing the team and dealing with the matchups and checking the table state and, and all the yada, yada. Um, I'm not strictly adhering to the XTC Usual Rules Pack, because, you know, it's the first large-ish XTC-like in-person event since 2019. Um, There's going to be one main difference. Instead of having teams strictly bound to representing a country, we uh, briefly discussed and decided to go for a more inclusive event. Therefore there's gonna be the opportunity for a team to either represent a country if said team is um how do you say commandeered is led by an actual representing XTC captain, or you could basically bear a pirate flag. Endless pirate teams. Okay, nice. Yeah. It it's not an orthodox solution. Okay. As I would say. I mean,
0: yeah, it it, it reminds me that the the previous um, in-person XTC events that happened around the FFG Euros and things like that were very yeah. much kind of, you know, if most of your of your um, team is from your country, then you know we'll we'll fill you in with people that are here because you yeah. know the 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 primary thing that stops people from attending the in-person XTC is the fact that you have to fly somewhere and pay for a hotel and and so on and so on. Um, so, I mean that that it it makes me ask. The online XTC, which has been big, really big, then not quite so big, is that going to continue, or is that going to stop now because of this?
3: Ah, no, 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 no. Like we are talking about two parallel tracks. Okay. After cool. um, after online XTC in twenty twenty one, that unless I'm mistaken, had forty or forty two countries. Mm-hmm. Something there was, like that. Yeah, there was a feedback form. And many captains and players like threw some ideas to the organization. One of them would, um, was, hey, to ensure maximum participation from all over the world, even if the format is not optimal, XTC should be online. Therefore, uh-huh. Italy, Italy can play with Singapore and Australia can play with, I don't know, the US, Denmark, Finland and Ireland uh-huh. uh, without the massive costs of traveling. Another side idea, and I think this was suggested by Nicolas, captain of Team France, uh-huh. was to have a, I'm not going to say a series, but a parallel circuit of events using i would say comparable rule sets so team events that could lead to the xtc technically this discussion was also raised one year later so the end of xtc 2022 by dylan jones um we discussed a bit about you know the opportunity for a captain to scout for players how to build a team should a captain run events to choose their players, and so on and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, combining all of, combining these elements, such as increased travel costs, an organization offering the opportunity to run an event, basically hands-off. They have their own organization. Uh, the local team already has some judges willing to run the event. They are sort of familiar with the rules pack. Uh-huh. Um, th- a discussion that within XTC, we need to have in the forthcoming weeks, that is based on the suggestions and feedback received in 2022, maybe shifting the time frame for online XTC, I mean, who would pass on the opportunity to have a great venue in a great place with a great team and the possibility to host um, how do you say, uh, not a free-for-all event, uh, an event...
0: An open kind of a thing. yeah, an
3: open event, an open yeah. event. Like it, it would be silly to say no. Mm-hmm. It, it's not rocket science. I mean, yeah. there's a great venue, great team. Why not play?
0: Yeah, I mean that that that's the thing that like when we when we're running the the open um here the um like the first decision that we make every single year is are we going to run an element again and unless something really really serious happens um with that the the answer is normally going to be well yes of course we are because it holds you know uh if if we take the whole haul in time Takes 126 players, and it has a bar, and they can lay food on, and you know all of that stuff is sorted out. Whereas if we go anywhere else, we have to arrange for tables, and gaming boards, and play mats, and all of that stuff, which yeah. is just covered if you've got somebody else doing it. And I guess the the WTC happening anyway means that the room, and the boards, yes, and the tables, exactly. and everything is all sorted out. All that needs to happen exactly. is. That we need to somehow bring and it's not difficult by the way to find gaming mats for x-wing because what you do is you go out to your player base and you say
3: can it anybody who's got a
0: mat bring a play mat because we might not have enough and then you end up with three times more play mats than you need because <laughs> everybody's got two or three and they say yeah I'll, I'll, I'll chuck them in the boot of my car i'll pack them no problem they fold down small if you don't care about folding them up you know you can fold them um as long as you don't stay folded for too long it doesn't damage them you know and you know, you." know it's not a problem so yeah it, it made sense and I'm, I'm heartened to hear that the uh, the online xdc is going to continue because you know i think canada would have a fit if they weren't <laughs> allowed the opportunity to defend their title absolutely um, against their noisy neighbors from the south and everybody else that you mean um, south canada right south canada as they're now yeah. called yeah yeah That's That's north,
3: north mexico
0: <laughs> so um so all right awesome so thank you very much so it's in it's in Belgium yeah so um,
3: uh, you know the t- yes oh,
0: yeah where whereabouts in belgium
3: i am very terrible at pronouncing belgian words so i'll try it's to do Bruce. my best
0: is it bruges no it's in Mechelin.
3: Mechelin. Mechelin. mechelen 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 m e c h e l e n
0: which is near, it's not Brussels or Bruges or Ghent, which are the three places that I've heard of. So now I'm going to try and find it on a map and figure out where it is.
3: Thank you, producer team, for providing us the link. So now we can educate ourselves.
0: Now now we know where we're looking. Um, Now I need to find where he's provided the link. Oh, there it is. Mechelen in Belgium, right? Okay.
3: Well, it's fairly close to Brussels. Yeah, it's, okay. ba- it's
4: basically in between Antwerp and Brussels.
0: Right, okay. So it's going to be very easily. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going yeah, it's, it's to be very very well drive. served by transport. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's good news. Because, I mean, Belgium is, is drivable from the UK, which is good news for us, um, as long as yeah. you've got a car that can go across water. Um, otherwise, you might need to use a ferry as well. Um,
3: oh, you mean uh, a boat yeah. that can also drive on land?
0: Yeah, one of them. Okay, I have a feeling
2: everyone needs to get Nissan Cubes and fill in them with expanding and waterproof foam. Just go for it.
0: Don't forget the paddles. Just go
2: for it. It's one of the best cars ever, so you just need to... If anything, you can
3: stick it on a ramp. Uh, (laughs) Liam, Liam, personal question. Are you the madman who is suggesting my father to buy a Nissan Cube? Yes. Because he desperately wants one. Like, have you been in contact with my father?
2: No, but send me his details and I'll further encourage him.
3: Okay, <laughs> I'm not, because that car is hideous. I bought one so I could mod it for Gaslands. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Ooh, now that... Oh, you just reminded me of... Ah. Tangent. I owe, I, owe, I owe you a Gasland model. Oh um, God. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. which one you're on about. Now, <laughs> you then, is... then that's two. <laughs> right. Then it's two more.
0: Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> it's okay. So it's in Belgium. It's uh, very easily uh, trans- uh, easy transport, basically, for anybody that lives in Europe. It's, uh, it's a pretty accessible location. Um, is it in a brewery, like the last in person XTC? So
3: it's not in a brewery. Oh, but we disappoint. all know our Belgian peeps. They love beer, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's going to be good.
0: It's going, it's be going good. to be I, good. I, I've got a, I've got a, um, a preemptive permission slip in with the wife, and Ooh. she said as long as it doesn't clash with anything serious, which it doesn't, because it's the week before my daughter's birthday, not Fantastic. the week of my daughter's birthday, then uh, I might be able to attend as long as I can make money work. So fingers crossed, I can make money work. So
3: technically. Uh, you can bring the whole family as a team. I don't
0: (laughs) know. Literally nobody would have fun, including me. I would not have fun. Nobody would have fun. No players would have fun. None of the other teams would have fun. Um, I don't know. Everyone would like
1: an easy win.
0: I mean, they wouldn't get to play actual X-Wing. That's fine.
1: I'd just distract Freddie and play Legion with him or something. <laughs> it Look, just... Let's let's pretend to play Legion. You don't care if I have twenty and you get nil. It's okay. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> let's pretend to play Legion with these spaceships. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get your Lego out, mate. It's fine. Oh, I'll tell you, he's uh, he's got so much Star Wars Lego. I say he's got. We've got because half of it's mine. <laughs> um, he's got so much Star Wars Lego now that he's able to field. And I'm not even lying, a genuine about 800 aside Legion game, (laughs) Lego figures. But he just makes up the rules, and we use D6s instead of D8s. And the dining room table just he builds terrain and he puts down, you know, there's a little squad of six stormtroopers, there's a little another one, there's Darth Vader, there's an ATST. Right now, the clones over there, you've got a couple of Jedi, it literally puts about 100 Lego figures on the table and just (laughs) insists that I then go and play um, Legion with him. So um, using Lego, he's he's not for being dissuaded. If
3: there's there's somebody in the room frantically asking for very obscure rule interactions, it's definitely a Legion game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna end up playing it. I know I am. Um and it's not gonna make me happy. Um but joke, right, I knew well,
1: I'm never happy. Right. Why are, um, are you taking my personal experiences, Ben? <laughs> that's that's Liam's shtick. That's, that's why you me and Liam still... get on because we're both really similar. <laughs> you can't steal Liam's shtick.
0: He's the one who's permanently unhappy. Ben, you're the cheerful little gremlin.
1: No, I just hide it better than Liam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, okay. People, thank you very much. Have you got anything else that you want to talk about? Um, cost? Cost? Trophies?
3: Yes. The cost is still to be uh, defined, but expect teams to have to submit one single payment as a team. It's a you know sort of tradition of this in-person um, in-person events. What I can suggest is, since you are all planning to attend, and I know you are, start prepping up a team. Like, start, you know, curating your acquaintances, checking who are the best player, trying to snatch somebody who has won at least a store championship using First Order. Wait! Uh, hey. Yes, you are... Yes, Liam, you can be in as many pirate teams as you want now.
2: You heard it. No taxi backsies
3: No taxi backsies You can lead as many pirate teams as you want. You can bring as many pirate teams as you want. Let's go and... Team Somalia. <laughs> regarding <laughs> the Somali pirates. Uh, regarding the pricing, uh, the WTC team is currently working on it. Um, also, Fernando captain from Team Mexico of XTC fame is part of the organizing team he's dealing exactly with the concept of prizes and um, you know graphic communication and stuff so I believe that the team is very well organized and you're not gonna be disappointed by their efforts Uh, speaking personally I am not sure I'm gonna be able to attend the event Busy only due to, yeah, work. Uh, As you might have noticed, my 2022 has been quite silent because work has been uh, very, very demanding. Uh 2023 is not looking much better at the moment, but if I can, I'll do my best to attend. I don't know if I'm bringing a team. I'm definitely not judging the event, but WTC team has that covered.
0: It's okay. We we know that all of the um, things that, you know, happen in real life um, are kind of primary over gaming and gaming is fun, but it is a fun secondary thing. So we we'll, I massively appreciate the uh, kind of the leadership that you, the kind of role that you take and these things are still moving along because you're able to nudge them even though you're not able to get fully invested in it. So um, I massively appreciate it because I don't think these kinds of things would happen without you and your contacts in, in the broader gaming world. So I, I,
3: I appreciate that but, you know, um, I will be happy if at the end of the event, like everyone is happy because of the efforts that the to gonna... Yeah, I know what you mean. ...for teams and helping the teams in the background but, uh, truth be told, I've seen their standard of work. Like, I know these guys, I've been a Chairman for a minor system X Wing for two years with them. Uh-huh. Uh, they've always managed to have great events, and I have full trust in them uh-huh. that the I don't know the old continent cup at WTC 2023 working name uh, is going to be a great event. Yeah,
0: it's the uh, you do get a buzz for, out of running an event when just at the end of it, you look around and you just see happy faces. People who've just been to play X Wing and they've enjoyed themselves, or or whatever game and they've enjoyed themselves. That's the that's the thing that makes you happy. You know, counterpoint. If somebody looks really miserable, I take it personally, like deeply personally. Like, why is that player over there not happy? (laughs) I'm going to go fix that player's uh, happiness.
3: (laughs) Rich, I'm also that that gives you maybe a drive to get feedback and do better the next time.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Well. We've already started planning the 2024 Sith Taker Open, but part of that planning is find somebody else to run it so I can play, because I've (laughs) I've missed the last three. So, yeah.
1: I don't remember those plans. You just made that up.
0: That's because every time I ask you if you would help run one, you say no, I'm playing, and then Mm. walk off.
1: I'm like, no, come here, come back. (laughs) I did my time, I've done it online. Stop
3: asking, just demand help.
1: Well, I don't even listen when my wife demands Rich has got no chance. Anyway, right. Um I think
0: have you got anything else that you wanted to add to this, people?
3: There's nothing much to add as we are finalizing the rules pack, but expect an official announcement on the WTC Facebook page and Instagram page, and at the same time on the XTC Discord server. We are also gonna be announcing who's gonna run the event in place and any other useful information for prospecting teams to attend.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, that's the uh, the WTC World Team Championship. So thanks, people. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about the events that we've been doing over the last kind of week or so. Uh, so we had an in-person event uh, this weekend at Element. Uh, it was Tim's wampa warm up so these are events that tim runs kind of once or twice a year as preparation for worlds and um, and as also a bit of a fundraiser um and what you do tim is you gather up everything that you've won or been given or traded for over the course of the year in terms of x-wing prize support put it in a big shoebox, and then say to people here come and win some of the stuff that i have so it's previously contained a bunch of world stuff um and it will do again because you're going to worlds. So, how did it go from for you from your perspective? As to
4: Oh, dead easy. Like, yeah, you know, you, you know, I've been around a bit. 14 player events uh can run on the back of a fag packet, I guess they would probably say. Um, but no, everyone was fairly well behaved, even those that forgot uh, key rules in their list or, or or my list that they were running. Yeah, um, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no we no, yeah, have super smooth um I actually um I will say that it wasn't just uh, prizes I've won this year I also um we also we arranged the sift taker score pads and I got some alt arts done through vector uh, Squadron Creative as well so Yeah It's fun. really good had some nice uh, dirges and, yeah. uh, so if you play me at worlds uh you may be lucky enough to get a double-sided dirge or a uh second sister. Yeah.
0: Which I'm holding in my hand right now and they're very nice. Um and my ones will probably be available at the Sith Taker open on the bounty table because I don't use either of these factions. Mm-hmm. So I'll <laughs> trade them on <laughs> along with a few other bits and bobs. So um yeah. Um in terms of the event itself, like we we all played the the, the rest of us played Tim dropped to make even even numbers. You were prepared to throw yourself um in front of the the buy, if necessary, Um, if we had uh, uneven numbers to, like, just even it up and and get some games in yourself. But um, with drops, we ended up, as you said, on 14. Um, Liam, you've already alluded to the fact that you didn't have... Well, you had fun, but you didn't have the best of days. I had a Um,
2: great time. I flew two really good games. Yeah. And then one very average game and one rookie-level game. Obviously, the latter two, I've just described, I lost. Uh, One by a point, and the other one, like, it was like 20, I don't know, it was like 9, 18 to like 13 or something. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't have been that close, because for the first time in over two years, someone laid a trap and I just took the bait. And it left a fire spray out of the fight, it left Kanan completely stranded. Oh, I took Cain uh, and Eamon Boba because i a scumbag. Uh, and I paid the price. Um, I enjoyed the list. Uh, it was definitely a reality check. that I need to be a little more mindful of my board state and try and focus more. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I got to meet some people I haven't seen in a while, like the lovely Mark Ryder and what a gent he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was good seeing
0: all your faces. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a lovely event, to be honest. It was really chilled. Um, we were the uh, we were the little event squeezed into one corner, as opposed to uh, next month when the little event squeezed into one corner will be the forty k players. But um, it was nice. Um, so you went two and t- two and two. Um, I did yeah. Ben? How did you get on? You, so you stole Tim's list, basically. Lock
1: yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I had a a on it instead of a Proxmine on one of the ships. That's okay, was my that grand change. Your, was that because you forgot your Proxmine template? No, no. It's, no it's
4: instead of Proton Bombs.
1: It was in the grand scheme of I'd already messaged Tim a few weeks ago asking for the list and that's what was in the list then and I just tried it. Okay. okay. Uh, sh- no shame. 100% stole Tim's list. <laughs> how, did, how did you get on? I wanted to play with Space Wizards. Uh, I went 3-1. Yeah. So
0: uh, your loss was to Liam, wasn't it? Yeah. Mentioned earlier. Uh, which was a
1: really fun first game, to be fair.
0: Yeah. It always it is. is.
1: Yeah, it is always a fun game. Yeah. It was. Um, to be honest, it was ridiculously back and forward until I made a really stupid mistake and pretty much threw the game. I think it was still up for playing um, until I did that. So yeah. I, I basically, I dialed in um, a hard one and just... Really, really overestimated where it was going to get me and just smashed into my own ship. Couldn't get back in the fight. And Liam just noped out. It was like my chance to try and get in. And because I'd already, I basically had ignored Bobber because I wasn't killing him. And his Eamon, if I could have, because his ship went exactly where I thought it was going to go. And my plan was to get the um, HLC trick shot, shot, snapshot, shatter shot nonsense off. Which it would have done if I wasn't such an idiot, okay, and lost me the game,
0: <laughs> but you went three and one with ridiculous token sharing shenanigans,
1: so yeah, it's a great list. I really like it.
0: I played a game with something similar. I didn't have the the lat and all that kind of stuff, and um, I was playing against um Mark Myers, no, oh, my brain's just fried up he t- running. Uh, so he was flying um no it it was a casual game and he's prepping for worlds and he said i want to play against that um republic nonsense and i said no worries so I, i used the three clones with um anakin and Obi with clts um and he said it just turns it into a slap fight because anytime i get a good shot you click the dice down anytime you know so everything's two dice into three dice so you can't kill stuff it's just attritional um and every time, and, and I was like, yeah. And I, I wasn't even fl- flying the clones together, so all of the synchronization of all of the abilities wasn't happening. I had, like, a dedicated reroll, but no bone for this tokens, or I had tokens, but no rerolls, or whatever. Um, and between the regen on Anakin um, and, you know, all the shots at five and all of the other denials and token sharing abilities, it's just like, yeah, this is, as we said before, this is if you're going to Worlds, it's something you're going to need to prep. Um, your strategy to play against in each of the different scenarios with your list, because, um, and the fact that the core of it is um, two clones from the Coruscant pack is um, means that it probably isn't going to go anywhere for a bit, um, because it's not the the eleven points of Jedi that are the problem; it's the, everything else around them. So, anyway, um, I nearly brought that by the way, and then the night before, I had a an epiphany that instead of flying that I would do something that was dumb and a bit of fun. So I brought Ezra in a gauntlet, which I built badly because I forgot to put chopper crew on him so he could take (laughs) actions while stressed. Um, But I put Mandalorian Super Commandos on so that if I came across Republic, I could yeet them underneath the Republic clones so so they were strained um, already. And I was like, yes, this is the plan. Then I didn't play against any Republic all day. So of course. But yeah, I had a I had Ezra in a gauntlet. I had three A wings, and then Colby Spirito in the X wing, which is basically another A wing but with three reds. Um, because of his movement ability, makes him uh, really neat. Um, to, so he can do that kind of stuff. Had a great time. Um, I ended up three and one. I was three and zero. Oh, I met um Dave Sutcliffe on the final table. Made a mistake. He made a couple of mistakes, but mine, uh, he punished, and I didn't punish his. So, um, it was really close in the end. It ended up like thirteen, twelve on the last round. It was like one of those proper depending on if he bumps that move that he tries to do there to claim that last objective then it ends up as a draw sort of thing so it was really really tight um i basically got bad target product i had three shots on grudge and five shots on malarus but my first shot couldn't go into grudge so i started shooting malarus and started burning malarus's tokens even though she had her ability up which means that she's glitter stimming and flipping all focuses and once I started burning into malaris i forgot that i needed to finish off the one health bomber until initiative two when i had a mandalorian super commando shot and i was like i need to do one damage with this shot to kill that bomber i had three other shots on it that would have actually killed it but i, I pumped them into Malarus and did no damage instead because i was like yes i've got a focus fire on that ship oh um But it was a great day, Um, and going 3 and one is always nice, especially with something that you've just kind of dreamed up um, the night before when you thought, I fancy using that big ship that's looking at me off the shelf. So I enjoyed it, Um, and I think it's good. And gauntlets are great because they're really good in scenario play because they're really difficult to kill. So you can just focus on objectives and you can sit still. Bless, I won Assault on the Satellite Array by sitting still for three turns. Because I had Hera, so I just sat between two objectives for like three or four turns with Ezra and just claimed eight points, um, while the battle waged itself like around me. But my opponent wasn't shooting at um, Ezra; he was shooting at other things. So I was like, "I'll just guess. I'll just stay here and continue claiming these points." Then fine, seems good. Um, So anyway, yeah, it's good. Um, So that's that. That's the wampa warm up. Kyber Cup this week. Liam, can you tell everybody how badly we did at the Kyber Cup this week because you won your game?
2: Uh, I was going to say that we did badly. Uh,
0: As a unit, as a team?
2: As as a team, we didn't win. Which is sad. But we didn't get swept. Which was my (laughs) only... It was my only objective. I'd hate to go 0-3. Um. but I'm not too sure when you guys played your games. I just know when it came to me, there was no pressure to do well.
4: I I played first and uh yeah lost, apologies. And then uh Rich was then gonna have to try and pull one out to win, uh, and unfortunately didn't. The, uh, the dice scores didn't quite align, did they? And then uh, yeah, by that point, it didn't actually matter what Liam's result was. Yeah, it
1: was um. He's saying that Liam doesn't matter.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, it was a tough game. Like uh, I, I mean, I was uh, well, salty about it for quite a few days. Uh, my matchup, <laughs> just yeah, just it was one of those games where I was in front the entire game, and then um, like Hound was going to die in the last turn. I knew that. Um, I didn't expect to lose kickback to a range two shot from a hyena bomber when he was on two hole. <laughs> so uh yeah that was uh not great um i mean admittedly i may have bombed myself that turn as well um but uh it was a calculated risk that didn't quite pay off but even then i thought well you know i should be fine with everything i have in my list and yeah the the uh the dice gods give and the dice gods take away
3: <laughs> but we have yeah,
4: my uh
0: yeah, my my one was pretty much, um, I was playing against a seven-ship resistance swarm, um, which whoever plays against me at the club tomorrow night is going to get the joy of experiencing. Um, because it's um, it's just a bit daft, really. But um, with, with it being satellite, I just couldn't push the damage. Like, I needed to start killing ships early, and I just couldn't ship damage into ships. And he was doing a good job of trading them out so that, you know, I couldn't, Focus fire in on
4: things, I mean, but yeah. It was... I mean, I think that is, is yeah. I mean, we we did have we did draw the team with two seven ship lists in assault at the satellite ray, which was not a great scenario to be playing those lists in. Like yeah. pretty much any other scenario, the seven ships aren't as strong. Like I suppose you could say salvage; they probably still are as well. But certainly chance and um scramble less so. Um so look little, little unlucky, but uh, we've we've paired this week's matchup, so we're playing um oh what did I say Th- was it three tired dads or something like that? Sleep de- sleep deprived dads. So it's uh, Rethos, uh team, so the guy behind uh, Yasby, um uh three Canadians from Ontario. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm uh currently trying to plan uh a- game time with somebody who can usually only play after 8pm his own time because of work and family commitments with me who can normally only play after 8pm my time because of work and family commitments <laughs> um so we're currently trying to figure out just exactly who's going to stay up till one o'clock or whether we can do something on the weekend um by only minorly irritating one or other of the uh, of the wives in the in the relationship so yeah
3: my
4: opponent is looking to play. Uh, I think 8 p.m. our time Thursday, so I'll certainly be having my game uh, on Thursday. But no, it's, I haven't uh, even bothered reaching
2: out to Wraithos uh, yet, so I guess I'll do that now.
4: I think is that, have I got another seven ship? No, six six ship uh, CIS list. So it's quite interesting. Um, four i fives in the list. So it's got Volundas, which is the organic tri-fighter. Two of the uh, Flak-R-Fok prototypes. Dirge, uh, DFS, and the Iron Assembler. Um, And what was the scenario for this? Was it uh, a scramble, isn't it, this one? Scramble, yeah. It's the three, three objectives one. Okay, so six ships, one of which I kill and then comes back alive and i guess the iron assembler could also be doing a little bit of regenning there as well
0: yeah um i played against um separatists round 1 i think and yeah the iron assembler went used all of his charges and just refused to die and sat on a rock holding an objective the entire game and i was just like oh was he it up? feels pointless shooting into him but i know you've got shattering trick shots that if he's sitting on the rock you can just obliterate him in one shot
4: also i think with it being scramble he has to come to the middle of the board so it, yeah. i mean we didn't have to but it, you know if he wants to sit the back on a rock then i'll just ignore him and leave his two points of ship alone um yeah. but yeah if, if he wants the iron assembler across the board um scrambling objectives then he's going to have to come come to me as such so um mm-hmm. resistance is quite similar to your sort of list um, so we've got Poe yeah. Poe and po the falcon i I'll let you talk it through if you want but
0: yeah he's he's split it down um so it's it's falcon Poe. um and then he's got um different build to me, so he's got the um is that the same build as me no i've just clicked on the i've clicked on my list, um not on their list <laughs> I was like what that's my build? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's usually me and stupid things like that.
0: My head's just full of cold. (laughs) Why
2: are Um, you the way that you are?
0: um, Because if I was any different, I wouldn't be me. So there you go. (laughs) That's that's deep, man. So he's got Poe Dameron and a Falcon. He's got Trickshot Standard, but he's got Corsella um, for the uh, double, well, Eternal Stress Clear. Um, He's got False Transponder Codes and Race Falcon. Um, It's a bit of a I can't understand. He's got core because he can be stressed from doing red barrel rolls and he can be stressed from barrel rolling into boosting because he doesn't have engine upgrades, so his boosts are red as well. So it helps him to keep clear of stress. Um, I find that the cheaper engine upgrade opens up other options. And I think I've actually got a suboptimal Chewbacca, I think. Uh, sorry, a suboptimal pull. I think Chewbacca is the correct um, crew choice on on this one, um, so it's wonderful when you figure out tweaks to make you less better halfway through a tournament. It's mm. it's literally the best. Um, he's got the correct Lulo, so he's got heroic Predator shield upgrade. Um, I've seen an argument for putting um, elusive on Lulo if you've got an M98 reroll, but he doesn't, so Predator seems right, because then you get those tasty double-modded four-dice attacks that Lulo's beautiful for doing. Um, and then this is where we vary out, because I've got... Um, Po lulu kova and then uh i can't even remember who my fourth ship is my brain's just absolute mush kaz i've got kaz he's got jarek jaeger so he's got three three pointers instead of a five and a four so he's got jarek jaeger in the fireball with magpulse warheads um and that's the only big relevant upgrade. Um, So he's able to throw a jam out at I-5. He's got Finn with Heroic Predator and Perceptive Co-Pilot, so not elusive on Finn, but Predator. And then he's got Merle Cobbin, who's handy because he can just ying himself into danger. He's three points and whenever we're shooting at you, if he's sitting in your ship's bullseye, then he's reducing your defense dice by one. Um, So it really helps Poe, Lulu, and Jared uh Yarrick to stick their damage um before anybody else shoots if he gets himself in front of something that all three of them can shoot at. So it's got a pretty nasty hidden alpha at I five and six, but yeah it's it's fairly um I mean it's it's decent, but you know it's got some obvious tricks and traps like Finn is the biggest most obvious trap in the world. Because you know, it takes forever to kill, and he's only worth three points. Um, but yeah, and you're you're playing against this one, aren't you, Liam?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean Poe is still a bit of an unknown quantity to me. Um, but it's something I'll be able to figure out over the next few days, I think, and hopefully just new to that.
0: Large did you ever of, play uh,
1: against?
0: Did you ever play against Dash in real? Yeah, I hated in- Dash. Yeah, Not it's basically he's dash, but every other turn. Okay. Basically, and he doesn't have a four dice enormous cannon. He's got a three dice cannon, unless he can get trick shots off. Um. And this one doesn't get three double mods. I mean, Ray basically is essentially means he's like got a seventy-eight percent or something for three hits, or like he's you know. Throughout a four dice rolls, he's going to be rolling three or four hits into you with yeah. Ray, Ray plus another mod because Ray's a freebie. But then that means that his defense is switched off. So he can then, you can ship damage into him at that point. But yeah. yeah. The other guns are less scary. Like Lulo's a scary gun, but Lulo hates fire sprays because they can just turn away and rear arc him when he's stressed um
2: yeah so i think it's hard to out get decent shots on 2 fire sprays and Kanan because of the bow tie arc that they've got
0: yeah yeah be interesting it would be interesting i mean it's a, it's a solid list like looking at it it is a solid list i would build pool differently and uh, but you know apart from that i can i can see what it's doing um it's uh, it's more than the sum of its parts that's for sure if if he pulls everything off. If he gets Merlin into some like if he drops Merlin into Bob's bullseye, um then Bob's can have as many rerolls as he likes on his one green dice. It's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you know.
2: I'll be fine very evasively. I don't think I want to be dealing with uh,
0: that bullseye on Merle. No, no. That's the benefit of fire sprays, isn't it?
2: Yep. a head on collision. No, thank you. <laughs>
0: And then their last list is, um, well, we went through the Separatist one, didn't we? Is the one I'm playing against, which is Battle of Yavin Vader, Flight Leader Ubble, who's the flavour of the month at the moment. A lot of people seem to be flying him. With expert handling, Sink Laser Cannons, Tiber Saxon for crits on these missile attacks and then um, target assist. And Dark Curse from Battle of Yavin. And then Second Sister from Hot Shots and Aces 2. Who's the force interceptor with Duke and a shield upgrade? So fairly nasty. Um two that's... sixes, a five and a four.
4: Yeah, Dark Curse is a bit cheeky because um so you can't modify your attack dice.
3: Full stop. Correct.
0: Rude.
4: Yep, yeah, so it's um fairly fairly sort of basic. I think there's Roofless and possibly a shield upgrade. Let's see, I've got it here. Uh, sorry, no. It's just r- roofless and precision iron engine, so you don't think it's that sort of scary. But yeah, while you defend, the attacker's dice cannot be modified. Right,
0: and he's I-6, and he's a TIE fighter. I-6 so... TIE
4: fighter with like, yeah, focus or an evade, uh, and you're basically just looking for some naturally occurring dice. Yeah,
0: basically he is a he's a wonderful objective capper. Yep. At three points. Four points. Always four points. Yeah. That's why it's four points, because he's a wonderful objective capper. Because he can just sit and not take damage. But, yeah, he's got Ruthless, so he's obviously is eventually going to die because he's going to be chucked in there as a um, as a sacrificial lamb. But being a battle of Yaventa, he's got four-hole so not not only do you need naturally occurring dice, you need them more than once. <laughs> so oh amazing, yeah, I think uh, I think he's he's right off the list of things to try and shoot at. I think the uh, the target priority is um Opal followed by um the the interceptor um and win with objectives. That's my plan anyway, because Vader, as we know from the other day, takes four proton torpedoes to kill, which I don't have. And um, the uh, Dark Curse could just live forever. So, yeah. I mean, I'll shoot at him. Probably roll Natis out of hand on the first one. Get two crits and he'll explode and, and then I'll laugh. But uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't bank on that, can I? I feel like that might be
1: wishful thinking. <laughs> I know,
0: but, you know. Um, okay, so that's um, that's Kyber. Um, this is round three of four, unless we make cut which we might do if we keep winning so we're going to try um and then uh, other than kyber have um have any of you guys been playing in the sector series the, the gold squadron free yeah. run over time event
4: Yeah. I signed up for more worlds practice so um played my first game against uh two seconds um I'm going to say Joaquin Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, so he brought a empire list and that was, uh, Mauna Key, uh, Magna Tolvan, who I've not played against yet, which is one of the new TIE fighters, uh, from Hot Shots and Aces 2. Uh, some cool, well, quite a cool pilot ability, which is while you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform white actions even while stressed. After you gain a stress token, you may perform a white action if able. So essentially you can K turn and then focus evade uh and yeah. take elusive on it um so yeah quite a nice little tie fighter there we had a generic black squadron ace who died in the first engagement uh and then two reapers we had ferroff and vizier and um you know quite a chilled game uh we played i want to say it was assault again i feel like it was assault i think because um problem with Assault with this particular list is that the large ship and the two mediums obviously count for two. So yep. I was, um, yeah, I went from playing a seven ship list to then playing a list where three of the ships counted as two. So I had a t- t- tough old week with uh, Assault at the Satellite Array last week. But um pleased to say that I won, I think, fairly comfortably. Um, just, it, it just sort of, played right for me um managed to do enough damage to Vizio and i think I, I may have told you at the weekend i actually dropped a proton bomb in the last turn that hit four of my own ships but i knew it would because uh vizier had a, a three hole, hole remaining with a fuel leak so i was like well that's, nice. that's my best way of getting two damage onto the ship and then somebody can probably push through one damage Mm -hmm. and uh, that basically killing Vizier um, not only got me the four points for Vizier but also meant I I held the center uh, objective as well Um, so yeah it was a big swing Um, and I might have lost Obi-Wan there but I was ahead anyway so by killing Vizier I just basically meant that I could lose Obi-Wan at the same time Mm
0: mm-hmm Keeping an eye on your win conditions, always good, always well, good.
4: Absolutely, and I think that's possibly where I lost it a bit in the Kyber Cup game, and perhaps if, I mean, I I think, I think I'd think i worked it out that Hound was going to die, and we would have tied, so it would have been marginally better as a team result for us, we would have tied the round as opposed to lost the round, mm-hmm. um, so I did end up risking it a little to try and go for the win, um, which obviously then didn't work out, and and I lost the game. But it happens. We don't, we, we don't
2: play for draws.
4: Well, no, and and, and <laughs> the funniest thing was that uh, Grievous and one of the bombers was shooting Hound, and Grievous whiffed, and I was just like, ooh, And then an unmodified uh, bomber. I was like, well, there's a chance Hound doesn't die here, and unfortunately, it wasn't the right uh, the the right amount of uh, luck I required, but. Um, no, this was a lot more. Um, I didn't lose a single ship uh, in this in the GSP event. So, and
0: they're using they're they're running the event using the the is I don't know if it's GSP building it, but somebody is building a a, a TTT replacement. Is it called Rule Better or something? I
4: I, it- I think it's uh, I'm not sure if it's GSP owned or sponsored or endorsed or it's it's basically I think the project that Dion. Uh, Led with once they couldn't take over Tabletop TO. I right. Believe. I believe. So I think they're using it in Las Vegas this weekend. Um, so that'll be a real test to see how it handles. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a choice between Roll Better or Longshanks for Worlds. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's being run where Worlds is in, a- is in Chicago at Adepticon, which is Gold Squadron's backyard. So if if they're involved i think they'll try and do it on real better um, well i think
4: i think that was the whole point of having sector series on it as well is that they wanted to really stress test it so like i mean we've got what eight, yeah. 88 players in the sort of uk europe evening time zone um yeah. and then there's you know obviously a few other events running on it so um, i mean
0: gold squadron don't do anything for free and this is a free event that they're running using this software so it's very obviously being used as a as an like an open beta for a big event Um, with a lot of people using it at once. And from a a professional, as in my day job, perspective, I'd be thinking it's probably fine for one event being run, um, not at the same time with everybody trying to access it simultaneously and submit results. But if you've got, you know... 200 and something players at Worlds or 160 players at Worlds trying to input 80 results in a, within a five minute window of each other, your peak load is going to struggle, which is what tabletop TO struggled with. It struggled with peak load. It was fine if you were looking at it at, you know, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning or whatever. But if you tried to look at it on a Friday night or on a Saturday when, you know, globally there were tournaments running all over the place, um, Putting weight on its servers, then it started to struggle um so it'd be interesting to see um which of it works i mean we we ran um Wampa this weekend on Longshanks, and it was fine i mean, but it was a fourteen player event, and Long shanks has obviously got quite a bit of a history of, of running on i think it started like a good like seven or eight years ago to as a guild ball thing and, and yeah. it's grown up since then um so, you know, we've, we've got some notes on things that we'd like changed on it. And, you know, we're going to pass those to the developers of Longshanks to see if they can get them in place for, for X-Wing to make it even better for us. But, you know, fundamentally it works. And um, we're like 99% going to run the Sith Taker open off it unless something really serious happens. Because, um, you know, we've, we've proven that it's good. Well, um,
4: GSP don't get in contact with us and want us to uh, run, <laughs> roll better. Yeah,
0: that's fine. If they if they contact us we'll we'll take it, but they'll need to pay us for the um <laughs> the the, bit... the time that we're gonna spend testing it for them. Um <laughs> proven product. <laughs> I I mean
4: I think I think genuinely uh, like I mean we, we we could have mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the Siftaker open, but I think most people should just assume that it'll be on Long Yeah.
0: So um yeah, if you've not signed up for Long already, you might as well if you're coming to the open because you'll need to sign up for it to register for the event. Um, nice and easy um, Cool um, Liam, have you got a question for us today? Have What so is it?
2: It's on the premise that we may or may not get a Fifth scenario But if we were What would What fifth scenario would you want And how would you want it to function?
0: Well, you're meant to give us time to think About the one about scenarios
2: Ah, uh, but I didn't So this is a more natural <laughs> response
0: I'm a, I'm a very simple-minded person. Um, so, like, if they're going to put a fifth scenario and I would want it to be something that was specifically about spaceships and not just a generic wargaming scenario, which the, the ones that we have at the moment are lifted straight from Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, some of the ones, like, um, I would actually quite like one where you score points if you're actively on an objective, but you can only stay on an objective for a number of turns, or if you're on an objective on the last turn or something like that. I think that would be really interesting, especially with variable round end times, that you know, you're know you not allowed to stay on it, but if you're on it on the last turn, which would lead to real kind of bump fests and nastiness and positioning and then you're like oh wait a minute now i've got to get off it otherwise i take a damage and i die and blah, 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 whatever i you know not giving it any thought but something that actually benefited the ability to accurately position your ship so that it landed on an objective um would be nice for me rather than oh yeah just be within range one of it it'll be fine
4: i'll oh, look so um I got, I got go an idea. So uh, it's an interesting scenario. I think I want to say Hordes and War Machine used to have it, um, but you start off with five objectives, and then from the end of the second turn onwards, or you can say start of the third turn or whatever, uh, one objective disappears until you get down to one. And it disappears at and random. Disappears at random. And then just becomes an all-out brawl for the last one. Well. It basically becomes chance engagement, but rather than chance engagement in the centre, it could be in a corner, or it could be that uh, could be could be a different way of doing it. And obviously, that forces people to move across the board. I'm not sure if random's the right way to play it, so um, I can't remember. Like I think uh, perhaps you you alternated choosing objectives. So if you know you could say uh, turn three, one player removes one then obviously then the other player then back to the original player then the other player so um four yeah four objectives would disappear but that might be a different way of doing it. i mean i think scenarios is tricky because you've kind of got like the main archetypes um so yeah it'd be interesting to th- sort of think unless you had no objectives or is that was that too controversial the days of old, I don't yeah, think we'll be able to I, act I, that I, anymore. I know that's what that's why I was, uh, that was alluding to
2: the old legacy uh, guys will be in uproar that <laughs> we're taking their rules.
4: <laughs> what about you, Ben?
3: Um,
1: I was just think like I like the idea of one where it's like you don't want to be winning the objectives. You know, like maybe. You can pick them up and then like, like something like you can shoot, but rather than doing damage, you can put the objective on another person's ship or something like that. Then um, whoever's got the least objective scores a point. Ooh. Ooh, bounty hunter tags. Yes, like I don't the know the exact...
0: Who, the person <clears throat> who finishes the game with the least number of bounty hunters chasing them down in, a, in the, in the wrap-up phase.
1: Tool. Yeah, just as like a bit of an opposite of you don't really want them but there's some way to get them on your opponent's ship um.
2: See? Token sharing Wholesome
0: <laughs> Cool Have you got one, Liam?
1: Uh, no <laughs> Come on, think of one then <laughs> Just no effort Nah, mate, it can't be hard Nah, mate, nah, mate. Uh, Uh, The winner's the one who can eat the most baked potatoes.
2: There we go. I like that one.
1: Yeah, because you'd always win. Uh, I like
2: the idea of having a scenario where it gets you a few points, but it also has a negative impact. So something like where you interact with it, it pops, then because you've interacted with it, you take a damage. So it's just one okay. of these where it's risk-reward so you can get you get yourself ahead and it obviously benefits bulkier ships like yvs and stuff and you don't need to be doing it with a an, an etter. but there'll be like two points each so there'll be three of them and so you'll be looking at turns where can i risk to take a damage here and not get another action or do i just ignore it and hope that my opponent doesn't take the risk and has something tankier that can both score the objective and take a shot at you,
0: I had a um I had a thought as you were saying that of if you had one that was like you know, i don't know capturing something that gave you ion tokens or something, or you know you were rescuing prisoners or you know people trapped in space pods or whatever, and you got strained because when you were rescuing them, you got to see all the nastiness that had been going on or whatever you know you're like that like do you know what I mean that kind of just a negative when you said about it and you, you went to damage and I was like, maybe negative game effects like, you know, you can you can tag an objective, but if you do, you're ion for the next turn. Um yeah. or you can tag an objective, but if you do you get two strain tokens or whatever. Um so that there's a it's not an, an immediate negative consequence, but it, it gives your opponent
1: the opportunity to punish you for doing it. Yeah um, stop grabbing the um objectives of just an auto include sometimes you'd really have to think about when you were going to do it. So it'd still be like a battle, but there is the option there. Because sometimes you can just, like, why wouldn't you tag it? You know, if you're not getting shot, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I might as well pick that up. It doesn't matter. But this would be like, oh, do I really want my ace to pick that up right at the end because everyone's getting him next turn? Yeah. I quite like that scenario.
0: I mean, it kind of exists already with um, Scramble. Um And to a lesser extent, crates, because there's a there's a negative effect of you doing it in that you don't have a token of your own, or you know you can't boost and barrel roll because you're carrying something. Um But I think there's uh, there, there's a lot of interest to me in yeah, just changing it around
1: a little bit and mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Hello. I, I still don't like that you can't boost and barrel while holding them crates. No, it'd be better. Yeah. If you could. Yeah, we can.
2: I don't know what happened. It just said my SIM card disappeared and no idea. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's just nice to have ideas of you know, people regaling tails of their last few games, all these exciting moments. And you get it where you're going, oh, I did this and I took the risk of taking a damage, getting the scoring, scoring the points with the hope that my opponent didn't blow me out of the water.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was why it was as close for me in the last game against Dave at the Wump event this week because um, he was unable to kill an A-Wing. So I basically went out and tagged an objective and I then had all three and he then had to basically say, if I, if I can kill that A-Wing, I win. If I can't kill that A-Wing, but I capture this one objective, then I win by one point. But if I capture that objective then he might be able to kill me with some other shots because I've got a tokenless ship sitting over there, sort of thing. Um, so it was very kind of there were like it was a fairly straightforward decision for him to make because, you know, his tokenless ship was five health and was at range three obstructed against a single three dice attack coming into it or whatever. So it was very, very unlikely to die. But, you know, that risk reward factor is is there already. But I think I could get what you mean. It's um it's going to be an interesting kind of... It, it'll be interesting to put a fifth scenario in that makes you think more about doing it.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Thank you very much, Liam.
2: No worries. Uh, I like that
1: one.
0: Yeah.
1: Well done. It's impressive because no, I... you pulled out your backside just before the, the cast. <laughs> I'm straight. Have, have you got a
0: question, Liam? No, but I'll think of one. Right, that's cool. Let's do it. Okay, um have you guys get any shout outs
1: then? Because I think we're done and we've we've run fairly long tonight, so oh, I'm just one. gonna shout out Tim for running a great event as well. Yeah. Oh. And as usual, on time. <laughs>
0: fifteen minutes early at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even take a day to get fifteen minutes early, has it done by round two? Let's do it. <laughs> were you gonna say something there, Tim?
4: uh no well I've got a shout out but um yeah you you you're welcome uh it's uh, always good fun running events and cool. yeah yeah sure I would have liked to have played but equally I had quite a nice day just watching other people play and just and sometimes actually watching others play is as good perhaps as a learning experience um and it was quite interesting to watch like Ben fly my list because I could see how somebody else might. Position ships and you know, actions and priorities and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, it, it was a, an interesting day.
0: Yeah, well, who was your shout out for?
4: So, I am gonna shout I think out it was me, no, uh, <laughs> Corey Heald, uh, who got in touch with me today. Uh, he listened to I think our last episode where uh, I was talking about different lats. Um, so I just want to say that I don't hate Sicko. Um and you know he's he's quite right he's uh, been running sicko he he obviously flies it very differently to how I might fly hound uh, so he says he's been running it um, with dedicated barrage rockets and fives um, finds it uh, sort easy to stay in the fight and often get out other arcs so um, the reason you take barrage rockets is that you can use fire convergence on your own shot and with fives as well you'll be having uh some extra tokens and stuff so I think you you, you take the lap from a support piece to actually being a bit of an aggressive piece itself. And then obviously you've got the sickening manoeuvres where you can also do your side slips or your four Ks and, and, and what have you. So um yeah I think that's it's an interesting um interesting uh build as such and um perhaps if if and when I'm sort of perhaps not gearing up for worlds I might try some different lats and see see how they go on. But, you know, thanks, thanks, Corey, for getting in touch. And, um, yeah, it's always nice to hear sort of different thoughts about uh, people who've been perhaps been trying some of the newer ships.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I, I must admit, I've looked at Sicko a couple of times and thought, yeah, I'm going to give him a go, but I've just never got around to doing it because I've got a Republic list in my bag already. So it's... Not really a palate cleanser that it normally would be to, to give a new ship a try. It's like okay, I'm flying something else in that faction, so my my other list has to be from somewhere else to give me the variety that I crave. So, but I'll give them a go at some point because Sicko does look interesting with doing K turns and side slips and stuff. Looks good.
4: I think as I was saying as well, like it's quite thematic. It, it reminds me of um, is it Attack of the Clones when they're on um, uh, Geonosis and you know the Lats are kind of just strafing around. Um, yeah. so yeah it does, you know, it does look cool and no doubt I will uh, get to sort of fly it one day but I think for now certainly in my particular Republic list I think Hound is a better fit but maybe yeah. I'll have a little play around
3: yeah
0: awesome, alright Liam any shout outs?
2: Uh, I'm going to shout out Tim for the event on Saturday, also Matt Flockhart for getting me there. And I'm gonna shout out Mark Ryder because that was one of the most stressful and fun games I have ever played. At two decimeters and Ubble was honestly <laughs> so difficult to get round. And it added a few wrinkles to my otherwise smooth brain.
0: I can I can see it being a bit of a of a head melter. Um yeah. all,
2: all three of the ships were chasing Paul Old Canaan, and I was like, Well, he's gonna get him. And it just ended up being a conga line, just trying to find the way to the uh, the hawk. And he managed to escape,
0: yeah. Um, I just want to quickly shout out um, my opponents at the weekend. So I played against um, Ash Turner, I played against Matt Flockhart as well, who was flying a, a lovely little resistance list that I liked. And I know he listens, um, so um, cheers for. Like he, he said, oh, you talked you talked about this and I've changed this card because of that. And then that that was round two. Round three, I played against Rob Golgax, who said, after you played me on Tuesday, I changed this card for that card and this card for that card. And we had the most stressful, fun, very, very close game, like incredibly close game um, on round three, which was huge amounts of like, he just popped a couple of crates off the turn before the last turn, which meant that on the last turn, he had two shots into two A-wings when I was just basically disengaged to be like, I get one point, I win. And he's like, I need to kill an A-wing to win. So I just disengaged with everything. And he was just like, going, please let the dice go. And I was there looking at him, just going, you're going to do this and it's going to make me super sad. Um, But it didn't. So I had, I had great games against um Ash. Ash, Rob and against Matt and then against Dave um, as well on the final table so four great games and four great opponents so um, thanks again and again to Tim for running it as well and it was a lovely surprise to see Liam turning up because I know you were yes and no one about it and eventually you did turn up and always nice to get a little the the stars aligned Yeah, it was nice to get a little cheeky bum squeeze off Ben as well, always makes me happy
1: (laughs) All right. Um, you, say, you say it like it's a rare thing, but I pretty much do it every <laughs> Tuesday to you. Yeah, that's true. You and Tim both get them.
0: <laughs> so I think we're just going to wrap it up there. So on that note, we're going to say uh, goodbye and uh, grazie to uh, people.
3: Prego. Grazie a voi per avermi qua. I was going to say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Easy for you to say. I'm going to say
0: goodbye from Ben Bye uh, And from Tim Ciao Oh look at that, ciao Bella Brilliant. And from Liam Toodles So continental Liam, well done What can I
2: say I'm a man of many cultures If by many cultures You class someone who's travelled to a lot of chip shops
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, Bye bye everyone Thanks very much, cheerio
3: You want me to change network? Would that help? Because I don't know. It yeah, did you... sound
4: a little bit like packet loss, so it might be. Let me let
3: yeah. Let me switch the network just in case. Yeah. Okay. That's what's packet me. lost? So lost?
4: if you if your internet's not great, uh, you start going all robotic, and that's where basically there's not enough bandwidth to carry uh, all the audio across, and that's where you get all robotic.
3: Yeah, just one second to okay. switch the network.
4: And- I I
0: can draw you a picture next time, Liam, about what packet loss is. <laughs> <laughs> do,
2: do, 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 this sounds to... like a trap. I was trying
0: to keep it simple. Oh, like, in, like in, 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 in as simple terms as you can get to, all of the voice that I speak into the computer gets put into lots of individual little boxes and sent down the internet tubes and then goes to your house and then it unpacks the boxes and you listen to them. And they unpack in the right order, and so you hear everything I've said as I've said it. Packet loss is when the internet tubes, because they're a bit wonky and have holes in them, drop some of those packets out so you only hear bits of it. And maybe
2: Does, it's that, mean, does that mean someone else along the line is getting also bits of your audio that they didn't ask for? No, no. Oh,
0: that sucks. No, because it's a direct route between my brain and your ears, you sorry, sorry person.
2: Yeah, but imagine that, like you'd be talking and then someone would think their computer's
4: haunted. (laughs) Just some random bloke going,
1: I like baked potatoes.
4: It's either that or there's somewhere in the world where all these little packets end up. He's just having a meltdown. (laughs) I
0: was just about to say, where where do you think pop songwriters get their inspiration from? (laughs)